stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 115, believe it or not, and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tani Santabria. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today as we dissect uh, yet another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. And today's story goes something like this. I've got to get it right. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about this. But before we get there, if any part of our show or any particular episode has been helpful for you, if you could please share and subscribe, um, that would be great. You don't want to miss out and you don't want your friends and family to miss out either. So with that, JD, how are you and what do you think about our topic today? You know what? I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you. And I hope you are as well. And what I think of the topic is, uh, (laughs) so many of these topics when I hear them and then I feel them in my body, just make me kind of give that response. You know, um, I've got to get it right is a very powerful story. I resonate with that one. Um, perfectionism is something that I have, um, had my challenges with in the past and, that's a story some, that first thing comes to mind is that's that a, perf, a form of perfectionism. And that is a, a impossible bar to reach no matter how often we try to talk ourselves into the idea that we can do it. We simply can't. And so it sets us up for disappointment. Mm. So um, that getting it right is, is sort of the, um, the, the, the trouble. Like I, for me, when I hear, hear that story, I like, what is even getting it right mean? Mm, mm -hmm. That's my first question is sort of, I I think sometimes we don't even know what that means. Yeah, that's true. Right. And so it's not very descriptive. It's not very clear. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what I've found is that it's, it's then certainly can be a little bit of perfectionism for sure. If we've got this story about a lot of different areas in our life. Um, And sometimes it's really about somebody else's right or some other sort of conditioned uh, belief about what right is. We don't even really, it's kind of like a taken for granted sort of idea. Oh, I see. Um, Yeah. And so we don't even really know what internally is sort of in the right camp for ourselves. So we're not coming up with that sort of rightness, whatever that is, um, if somebody else is right. So, so anyways, as you can see, it can be very confusing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not clear. Yeah. And, you know, what that brings up, too, is, you know, a, a related facet is that, you know, there we've talked about it before on this show. You know, sometimes if it's in an interrelational conversation, sometimes, you know, going for a right versus wrong, who's right, who's wrong eliminates the possibility of, of two perspectives being able to stand side by side and not necessarily being right or wrong in a universal sense or in a moral sense or an ethical sense, but this is what two di- people are holding and they're different. And how do we navigate something like that, right? Fighting for right versus right versus yes. wrong or right versus something else limits in that sense too. That came up for me as well. Yeah. And then what just came up for me as you were saying that was sort of like, okay, what, what's behind needing to get it right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's being right in a conversation 
or what's behind needing to get something in particular right, even if we don't even know what that right is. Yeah. Like, like what's the need mm-hmm. behind all of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's something that resonates with me as well. I've I've mentioned before here, I was in academia for a lot of years, and that's all that it's about, right, is you're having arguments over what's right and what's what's wrong, what's correct factually, what isn't factually in the case of history that I studied. Uh, but then, you know, how do you have that argument philosophy? <laughs> you know, what's right, what's wrong, you know, that that whole thing. I think sometimes there's a, um, I think sometimes there's a conflation of that notion of right with truth, which is of its own which is its own difficulty, right, around a lot of things to determine what is the capital T truth of something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So when we go back to the BS story of I've got to get it right, when you've heard that story, for you, you mentioned about perfection, mm-hmm. for perfectionism is sort of like that need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of like how you hear the story from other people, do you feel like it's pretty much that's kind of what's behind the scenes for m- most folks? Or do you feel like um, there there's a, there's a need to get it right because we've gotten it wrong so many times, whatever that means. Um, what, what comes up for you about that? Well, you know, what I hear oftentimes and, and, and I suppose it depends on the age of the person. Like I've, you know, when I used to work with, high school students, you know, doing, doing tutoring, their, their thing, I need to get it right was to pass a test or to get a good grade in a class because they were worried about maybe what their parents were going to think or about getting into a good school. There was a lot of pressure that they could put on getting something right, which usually meant getting a good grade, which was frustrating for me as an instructor because it was more, for me, it was more about engaging in the process and learning and, you know, exploring, discovering. That's its own subject for another day. For for older people, uh, and I've heard this with some clients too, there's almost a, this sense when they talk about needing to get it right, that somehow if they get it right, whatever it is, it's going to bring some relief of something, or it's going to bring some clarity to something, or it's going to end a, a conflict within them. Like they've been getting it wrong for so long. I just need to get this right. You know, um, I need to get this right at my job so that I can maybe, spoken or unspoken, lose the anxiety that I have with work or I've got to get this right in this new relationship because my previous ones have not worked out. And this is my, I'm coming up on my last chance, right? To get this right. Almost like there's an implication that if I get it right, I'll be okay. Mm. Hmm. And I'm tired of not being okay because I've been getting it wrong, quote unquote, or not right. Right. And, and, and you see, and, and we're like, sort of like back and forth, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, uh, and, and in this context, it's sort of like, okay, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we could be clearer and say, I get what you're saying. Um, but uh, so that's how confusing things can be with right yeah, and wrong. We do say that a lot, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> And, and even, yeah, right. So here we are, right? So are, right? it's kind of a, it's, it's a funny thing that we, we use this right word and, and the wrong word also, but in, in a lot of different ways. And so it's not very clear. Yeah, it's, it's not, not very clear. It's not. And, and that's, and, and that's the other thing when you've asked me about talking with other people about it, when I ask them there, what does that look like being right? in whatever context they're talking about, 
be really difficult for them to define it. And with clients, I tend to let them swim with it, right? Let them just kind of move around with that and see what, see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if we spent more time getting clearer, mm-hmm. right? These are the these are what the BS stories are. Yeah. Is they keep us keep things at a surface. They keep us sort of from really going deeper into what all of this means for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah, that question of you know what does that even look like, and and then being able to kind of consider reflect on or you know maybe it looks like this maybe not actually when i say that out loud i don't want it to be that way um or maybe it looks like you know something else uh but we won't know unless we're starting to get underneath that the that term yeah uh, for ourselves exactly yeah because in the cases that i mentioned that wasn't really the issue at hand the issue was there was anxiety deep deep dissatisfaction discomfort, you know, anxiety, a lot of difficult feelings, right? Mm -hmm. That the implication was, is if I can get this right, that will stop (laughs) and I'll be okay. And that's not how it works. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I should make that clear, right? I should just let that hang out there. (laughs) That isn't how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's such an interesting thing for people. I know it was for me when I first started doing this kind of work, this idea that, that I could still be okay, whether I was quote unquote right or wrong on something. Right. That was, that was a new thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to have all of the feelings in different ways. They don't have to be attached to right or wrong, but we've learned that um, we've learned this. We've, we've learned sort of if we excel and we do all the right things, then we won't have any, um, you know, emotional challenges or difficulties. But actually, if we are over-focused on that, we actually end up having a whole lot more anxiety um, because we're pressurizing ourselves to make, you know, this thing happen or, or make ourselves sort of um, engage in such a way that we might not have complete and full control over. Um, so getting, you know, being right doesn't make our emotions different mm-hmm. than, than what we'd like, or, or, you know, somehow sort of bring us to calm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. And, you know, in the context of the things that really matter to us, you know, I think in, in relationships and in, in like, a in an argument, um, say somebody wins out in that argument and somebody is quote unquote right and the other person's wrong. Has that fixed anything? Has that led to any growth? Is that really a connected space to be in? You know, something like that rather than if really the goal in the relationship is to be connected and to grow and to build, why does right have to matter? Why does that have to be the hill you have to die on in that relationship to move forward? That's just destructive. And so often um, in relationships, people run into that where the, in the arguments become about who was right and who was wrong, whether it's over something of, I was supposed to take out the trash tonight, you weren't, or, you know, something like that, or on something much bigger than that. But in the end, what does that do 
that's positive. I mean, I've, I've actually asked people that too. Say you're right. What's, what do you think that's going to do for you? <laughs> that's better mm-hmm. than perhaps getting under those things, getting that clarity, as we said, on what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and I think people in relationships would say, well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get clear. Mm-hmm. The garbage didn't go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to get us both on the same page that the garbage is still sitting where the garbage was. <laughs> right. So, so, so I just, I, I definitely want to point that out. Like, I think that some people think they're trying to get to clarity and certainly there are some things that are pretty simple and easy um, because we've got a lot of things going on, especially in a relationship type of thing like that. We could have a person who is more avoidant or a person who doesn't really want to come to the table and communicate about the difficulties that they might be experiencing also. So when we're looking right and wrong and talking about um, sort of those easy things to be able to see like, nope, that didn't really happen, um, then, then um, you know, part of the working out of the relationship is sort of they're trying to get clarity and, and trying to, uh, you know, understand, you know, what that, what the hiccup might be or what the, what the point of the avoidance is if there was an agreement in the first place and things mm-hmm. like that. So certainly, um, but as, as far as these other things about um, whether they're, you know, what, what the, my partner's feeling, am I right about what my partner is feeling when I tell my partner, well, you act like this and you, are clearly feeling this, right? That's not as clear. And um, yes, sometimes we can just get super focused on the right, wrong at that point. I know you, I don't know how many couples say this. I know you partners. I know you better than you know yourself. I always um, sort of like to dive into that. um, And, and, and mm, that doesn't give a whole lot of room for, for changing and and growing also. So there's lots of things that we do in partnership with each other that are protective in nature and, and create some, you know, uh, discord and, and conflict and, and uh, dysregulation for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the larger question for me is, is at what, at what expense, at what cost, fighting for this being right at what cost what you know it's i mean you see it all over the place you know would you rather be would you rather be happy and calm or right all the time Mm -hmm. you know which one would you rather be and 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 as time goes by and as i get older and i recognize that that not all not all things that are true have to be facts their perspectives and positions and um, views that, um, have validity, whether I agree with them or not, or can have validity or, or valid because that's, that person simply sees them that way. And that person is valid as a person, you know, is something to consider as well. I think there's, there's, there's an energy to being right. That seems like it's all or nothing. And therefore you have to push, 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 grab, 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 make, 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 ram it home, no matter what, what the consequences are. As opposed to, I don't know if it's softer and gentler, but a broader, calmer, more thoughtful approach. More, I'm not even thoughtful. Um, just coming from a place of recognition that rightness isn't all it's cracked up to be. Being able to see the reality of something or recognize that somebody else is in a, a different position and looks at things a little differently or whatever it might be, might be far more important and more connecting 
and maybe bring us closer to the things we're really wanting than needing to be right and fearing to be wrong. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. I, I think there's probably um, a, a little bit of a difference sometimes, maybe not all the time, but sometimes in I've got, I've got to be right and I've got to get this right. Oh, right. Yes, correct. Sorry. I said right again. <laughs> I keep doing it. <laughs> so there's two different things happening as we're, we're chatting. Um, in the relationship piece where we've got to be right, that creates a dialogue that can create some significant disconnection and, and, and mess with the relationship in a lot of ways. Our story of I got to get this right may or may not be in the context of relationship, um, might be more of what we were talking about before in terms of like, um, you know, so that I can move on to my next goal mm -hmm. or so that I can stop having to, you know, feel like I'm being wrong and stop having to fail. Yeah. Um, or so I can event, you know, finally feel good about myself or confident. Um, and so that really matters about what the right is. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the, a lot of times that's what we just don't even really clearly know or if we do it's just surface mm -hmm. like going back to academics right so if this person needs to um excel on this particular test to be able to get into college well maybe it is that big <laughs> <laughs> but often it's not often it's not there may be some, a lot of different options. There are. For college. <laughs> there are. <laughs> yeah, there, there. <laughs> that would be very rare. There would be one test that would determine it. Thanks. So, yeah, they kind of want you to go, right? Colleges want you to come. <laughs> they, yes. They're not trying to make it harder. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that pressure of if I don't get this right, I'm not going to college. Or if I don't get this right... I'm not going to get that promotion or if I don't get this right. I'm going to once again, feel like a failure and, and doomed to be a failure for the rest of my life. Typically, as we start to figure out what the right is, um, then we can start to kind of really look at, mm, is that even a, a reasonable thought process? Is that even actually true? Might there be a lot of different options that we hadn't really considered? Um, could we free ourselves up a little bit to not have it be sort of so life, um, it, it, such an impactful uh, th thing in our lives that would sort of send us down the a, a negative place? Right. Right. Yeah, it's it. That part. Yeah, you're right. That one, getting it right, even just shifting the words a little bit can change where we go. Um, that internal feeling for me with that, what can end up happening is, um, I can end up freezing in place. Like indecision can happen with me. Um, I haven't talked about it too much on this show, but, but, um, this just came up for me recently around, uh, one of the, one of the things I do on the outside is I write and I wrote a novel that I've been pitching to publishers and you've known this for a while, Tony, but I haven't really talked about it, but I've noticed of late that I've been so focused on quote unquote, getting it right with each query letter that I send out to each agent 
to the point where I'm sweating over each word in this one page letter, introducing things. And it causes so much anxiety. And, and it's, it's a very difficult process. You send these things out, you don't necessarily ever hear back. You get, you get rejections. I'm, I'm up in the eighties for rejections now. And there's always a challenge with that. And what I noticed yesterday in a conversation with a friend of mine about this very thing was in my focus on quote and getting these things right, I was losing sight of bigger picture questions like you just mentioned. Is there a better option for me than to do it this way? What is it about going this route of trying to get a, you know, a publisher to do this that I'm making out to be the most important way to do this? Right. And so for me, it's an interesting conversation today because I've been thinking about this exact thing. And when I step away from the rightness of that, it's interesting how many other thoughts and ideas and possibilities pop up and how much the energy of the subject goes down in my body and in my mind. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's not a do or die anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So lightening up that load just helps for, you know, more clarity. Yeah. More, more possibility, more creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then open questions like, what is it about this process of wanting to be published by a publisher that is so important to me? And what is that tapping into? And if I'm honest about it, there's an element of ego in that feels good to be selected, feels good to be chosen. And it, it gives a sense of rightness and authority and quality to the writing. But, but that's only, that's a facade. When I step back from that idea and I go, well, that's just, this is made up. I could have all those things and somebody could read the book and think it's complete crap. Right. <laughs> and that doesn't determine anything. Why? And then I ask the question to myself, why am I not determining that? I could put this out myself. There are a lot of ways to do that. Sure. So what's in the way of that? Is it that ego piece of, oh, I won't be taking, it won't be taken seriously, quote unquote. All things that I'm not going to see if I am so focused on getting it right based on a standard that I'm being told I need to meet in order for it to have the possibility of success. And that's a story too, in that context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And we often do, we we're often concerned with right um, due to other people's attention. Oh yeah. Um, so like you said, it feels good to be chosen. It, does. it feels good to be recognized. It feels good to, um, have someone else, you know, weigh in mm -hmm. in a positive manner. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, yeah, and that's that's the other thing too. It's it's that external validation that come that's part of the issue, right? For mm -hmm. me, for me at least, you know, with that. Well, I, I think probably for most folks. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's that's helpful for me too, right? Because I can go, man, what am I? Getting so caught up on this, but every, but I think everybody does, and it's I and it it's all the more pronounced when, when it's something that's so important, right? I put a lot of energy into that and a lot of time, and I and I believe in it, and I and other people have liked it, and I want to I want it to see the light of day, and 
So there's all of that. So, you know, I, I highlight all that just, first of all, A, that we're not on this show talking that this happens to everybody else but us because <laughs> it, it doesn't. It happens to us too. And um, that it can be over things that we that we deeply care about. So the things that we deeply care about, you know, the, the problem is the story, not the fact that we care about it and not the fact that it's important. It's that this thing about getting it right can actually get in the way of whatever it is we're hoping something will be or become or turn into. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's well said in that this, if the story is limiting, if the story only gives us one pathway forward, then we're going to run up against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and that's, that to me is where the, the loosening up of this that I can feel in the, in my body and in my, and in my, you know, my nervous system comes from being able, there's more than one way for me to approach this. Right. And, and even if I wanted to reframe the thing is, is not so much, is this right in the universal sense, but what feels like the best way forward when I'm connected to myself and I'm in my body, I have a much better sense of what feels like the right direction to go in. Even if I'm not sure of the outcome, you know, and I'm getting there on this subject. <laughs> you and I can talk about this offline, but <laughs> I'm sure we will. But I think that's the that's the other side of it as well, is is the, the directions we want to go in, things we want to do. When we step away from the, the right way and what are some ways, we can be really surprised by what comes to us and what opens up for us. And I know we're running out of time, but yeah. also I would just want to leave with one thing. We, we have a, a maneuverability. So if we've only got one right way and that right, that one way is, doesn't seem to be working, then we've got to give up. Mm-hmm. If we've got a, a, a variety of different ways that we're just going to give this one a go, then we've got some maneuverability when the time, if that time comes mm-hmm. uh, to work. And, and shift and pivot, right? The word pivot. Pivot, we, yeah. You know, yes. Maneuverability was a great was a great way to summarize everything that I stumbled around on there for two minutes. So thanks for nailing that down again with one word, as you tend to do. <laughs> so thanks, Tony. This was a really great topic. We could keep going, but we've got to call it for today. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. And thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Really appreciate it. If you missed any of this episode or any of our other episodes, You can get these as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for subscribing, for reviewing, for sharing with your friends and your family, anybody you think would benefit from learning about these BS stories and what they can do to get underneath them and have more ease and flow in their life. We will be back next week with another story, and next week's story is going to be interesting. Next week's story is real straightforward. It is Life Sucks. (laughs) It's going to be great. So (laughs) We'll mm-hmm. see you next week. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tani Santabria. Take care, everybody. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that, Janio? Yeah. I'm in my group.